Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Now it's officially Happy New Year. Yes, officially. Officially for us. Our first week. Yeah. First week of the new year. And this weather sucks. Oh, my gosh. We're having like the storm of the century in California. Yes. We're getting beat down by water so bad. We're not equipped to handle all this water. No. I just turned the news on for a few minutes just to see what kind of floods are out there. Underpasses. Crazy. Freeways. Yeah. And I got to drive in this crap today. There's flash flood warnings. I saw like... The creeks are overfilling in San Jose, so they're moving the homeless people now, like you said. I yeah, just saw the news too. Yeah, because they set up their homes along yeah. those dry creek beds. They were yes. dry for so long. For years, they were dry. Walk them. Dry. And then the uh, I saw in the news, like there was, I don't know which Target it was, but there was a Target parking lot that was literally, the a cars pool? were underwater. Whoa. Here? Yeah, somewhere in, in the Bay Area. Whoa. Yeah. It has to do Dude, with- that has uh, to be employees, because if I looked outside, I, I'm not going to park in no, you know what I'm saying? But well, it has to do with the storm drains are clogged. Yes. They should be prepared. They do. They. It's like they know it's coming, and they're like, eh, we'll just do it when it comes. Like, yo, bro, you got to send your employees or your people, your city workers, start cleaning out everything. Yeah, like- Storm drains, unclog those things. Crazy, because- um, <clears throat> Years of grime and dirt, you know, just, the water's going to plug up. Anyway, so it's crazy. Yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought to myself, I've never heard it rain like this hard in my life. Like for that long. It was hard and it was a long time throughout the night. I better not hear no drought this year from California. We're in a drought. Conserve water. No. We got hella water. Y'all better y'all better store that water the other as thing, much as you can. But the other thing that was crazy yesterday that I, I don't think I have ever experienced here was the wind. Oh, yeah, the wind's nasty right now. Nasty. Bad. It was yeah. like 50 to 70 mile an hour wind gusts It's yesterday. bad enough we got rain, right? And then we're getting whipped by the wind, too. Yeah, it was crazy. Beat it's crazy. I don't mind it, but I, I just don't want to be out in it. Yeah. That's got, the problem. I got to be out in it today, unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean, I had to be out in it, and that's what I don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, look, and look, listen. What do we, what do we keep reading about barriers? We could easily, me and you both, could say, you know what? It's cold. It's dark, it's windy, it's raining. I'm not going to work out today. Man, that's a load of crap. Because guess what? When you get to the gym or the facility training, it's not rainy or storming yeah, a Sunday. Yeah, you can still do so, it. Yes. You could still do it. You know, it's funny because I got to Orange Theory and there's a huge tree outside of Orange Theory. Uh-huh. It was gone. It, it fell over over the night. Luckily, it didn't fall on Orange Theory. It fell probably in the other direction or whoa. else it would have caused massive damage. Yeah. And it's gone. Damn. It literally was uprooted. Plus, there's a tree over here. On our way home, I saw a tree uprooted right near Target, in front of Target. Wow. Right there. Uprooted. Like, that's how crazy it is. Yeah. But I still was out there. I just bundle up and get it done. That's it. I'm happy to report that I have so far met my 10K step goal. I, I, nice. I logged in the days that I'm going to hit 10K steps, and it's the non-weightlifting days yeah. that I go for it. And now... It was eye-opening because I was able to see what it really takes in a day for me to hit 10,000 steps because of I'm a sedentary person. Everybody's different. But for me, it takes an hour of dedicated walking time Mm -hmm. on top of my regular daily movement, my exercise routine or whatever. It takes an hour of walking time. Wow. It doesn't have to be crazy walking. It's a low impact, like low uh, um, fat burning mode, heart rate, nothing crazy, but to get the steps in. The good news is when, when I do that, I can do other things because I'm not overexerted. So yeah. I can walk and read at the same time, walk yeah. and study, walk and yeah. whatever I'm, whatever I'm doing. So that's what I did. How's your goals coming along for the year? So far, so good. I hit my step count every day. Yeah. Over 10,000. Oh yeah. You're active. Yeah. And, and I haven't walked Pablo lately either. I know. When I walk him, it'll be over 20,000. Yeah. So you probably walk an additional. Because you understand, I do, I do boxing and Muay Thai a lot. So it's counting those steps. I'm moving around because mm-hmm. we're on our feet. So I'm doing class. I'm doing it on my own. Well, that counts. You know? Yeah. Jump. Does it count my jump rope steps? As yeah, I'm skipping of course. Rope? Of course. Does it, it automatically? It, it translates movement into yes. steps. Okay. But it's movement. Yes. Yes. Because I don't stay in movement. one place. Like some people just stay. I move when I'm jump roping. Forward, backwards, sideways, angles. I yeah, play around with it. Anytime you have, you're hitting the foot to the ground. You're lifting it off the ground yes. and touching the ground mm-hmm. is a step. Heel to toe. Lie so to whatever feet. you're doing, yep. if you're. You know, if you're if you're moving mm-hmm. your foot off of the ground, it is a step. Mm. So, 
Yeah. So I'm excited because you're. I don't feel like I'm killing myself. And I think that's what people got to get that mentality out of their head. It drives me crazy when people automatically go, oh my gosh, but you work out so much. No, I don't. Hmm. I actually don't. If you look at like a chart of where, you know, where you burn calories – the, the most important thing is the non-exercise activity. Neat. Walking leisurely on a treadmill while I'm studying, that's not exercise. That's smart. I need to do that's that. That's movement. Yes. That is to make up for the fact that I sit at a desk all day. And you know, you don't even have to be moving fast and you're burning fat. It's the known thing. Jerome talks about like, I got friends who will go walk for an hour to just walk briskly just to walk, just to burn off fat and it works. Well, yeah, because here's themselves. the deal. If you are in a calorie deficit, that means that you are, your body is going to need fat storage to, to run its systems because you're, you're taking in less than it needs. When, so when you're in a deficit and you pair that with low impact walking and you know the, you're a lower heart rate movement, which is basically non-exercise activity or walking. Yes. That's when your body is going to go ahead and dip into that fat storage and burn it. And because you're in a deficit, it's not going to put it back. That's what people don't understand about low impact or being in the fat burning heart rate zone or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you are not eating in a deficit because even if your body will use the fat storage during that walking, it'll put it back if you're eating more calories than it needs. It'll put it right back. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a deficit doing that, doing that activity, that low impact activity, your yeah. body's going to use stored body fat to get through it. Um, and you're going to improve your body composition. That makes sense. So it's good to yeah. have that movement. It, when you're sedentary and in a deficit, your body will still convert body fat into energy to, to run itself if you're in a deficit and sedentary. So you can still lose body fat by being sedentary, but if you're not sedentary, then you can eat more and your body will burn the body fat. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too with walking is, depending on how fast you're moving, a lot of times you're not gonna sweat unless you're really moving. So I think people feel like I'm not really working out or getting a workout because I'm not no. sweating, I'm a stimulant. Actually, pay attention to your clothes. Go walk every day, three miles a day. Just add that in there, try it, it or even a mile or two. Sweat doesn't just do, equal- just do it for like a four or five day period and get used to it and up your thing and then you'll see the difference. You'll start noticing things. But sweat change. doesn't equal no, calorie burn. it doesn't. People it's, think it's, that. It's though. kind of related in how, like how hard you work. Yes. It could be for you. Like yes. if you have a baseline and you know that you don't sweat unless you like really push it, then if you sweat, then you'll know, okay, I really pushed it. But it does not mean that if you personally, your baseline is that you don't sweat even when you push it, that does not mean you're not having an effective workout. I am not a sweater. Yeah, I am. So it, it's not really indicative for me because I don't sweat very much. I do a lot, but I push yeah. hard too. I'm dripping. But yeah, but it, and it's not an indication though no. of... Sweat is just your body trying to cool down. Yep. That is it. There's mm-hmm. lots of factors. You could yes. have lots of stored water, so yep. you're sweating more. Um, you could have consumed a lot of carbohydrates yesterday. You'll be sweating more. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be, salt, you you could be in an intake. environment that where the temperature is warmer. You could yeah. be wearing more clothes. Your body's trying to cool down. So I don't want people to think that they need to sweat in order to. No, it's a myth, and that's good. You uh, mentioned that because we will be talking about some Mythbusters myth later buster on. Right there. Yeah. Um, okay. So I wanted to do the hot coffee segment. Hot coffee. I have two things for the hot coffee segment. Thank you for my coffee, by the You're way. You're welcome. Um, and the first one, I thought it's very fitting. It is Starbucks barista pet peeves. Their pet peeves? Yeah. Like oh. I wanted to talk about like what some of their pet peeves are. So maybe people like think about it. Like think about these poor Starbucks workers. I feel like they're treated like crap a lot they of times. Because you know what it is? We're in the era of uh, if the people's drinks aren't ready, they're pissed off because the app mm-hmm. isn't accurate. Right. So sometimes you think it's ready and you go there like, or it tells you a certain time and you go right. there and it's not ready. And I can see people's attitude because everybody's on the go. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, um, they're doing their best. It's it, I never understood why the hell it takes so damn long to make a cup of coffee, but they have all those specialty drinks. Yeah, it just depends. All that takes time. It depends. So, anyways, here are some of the pet peeves. So, one of them is blaming baristas for shortages. So you know, like when you tr- go to get your pumpkin sweet cream cold brew and they're out of it or whatever, and you get mad at the barista. Why yeah. are you doing that? It's yeah. not their fault. No, that is misdirected. They're just, they're just the messengers. They're not the owner of the company. Yes. Okay, this is this is interesting, and I wanted to find out from you. It, it says th- that people don't pay attention to the tip jar. Well, we usually order from the app. There's a tipping thing in the app. I never do it. I'm I'm a good tipper. Yeah. I tip all the time, and I t- I do tip in the tip jar. If they I give me too. change, I Five always cash. throw in the tip yeah. jar. Yeah, throw a dollar. But I'm gonna admit, I'm guilty. I never go back into the app and add a tip. Me neither. I don't. Oops. I just forget. I don't I think the app is conducive to it. It's like my already got my drink, and then it tells you to add a tip. Like later, it'll give you a message, and yeah. I'm like, I'm on to the next million things. <laughs> so maybe I'll pay attention. That's true. Maybe I'll pay attention yeah, because I mean, I I like tipping. Because you got to think about it. Even if it's fifty cents, it does. It says it's not going to break our bank. But fifty cents. Imagine a hundred people do that every day. Yeah, two hundred people get to split all those. Three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. Yeah, it adds up. Fifty cents goes a long way. So I'm guilty of that. So this was eye-opening for me. And then a correct spelling your name, that irritates them. Because they're like, you know what? Don't worry about how we spell your name. You know how they write? It's funny because they'll write all kinds of crazy names on the cups. Yeah. Just let them write whatever they hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because it's annoying like your name when is people, always spelled wrong. It's now spelled, it's spelled wrong, right. but it's still said yeah. correctly. Yeah. So they're just writing, a lot of times they're writing it phonetically, like how they hear it. Yes. And so when they say it out loud, you'll still know it's your drink. Yeah. I don't need to make sure they have an E and an A in my name. They always write J-A-N-I-N-E. I don't need to make sure they write J-E-A and correct them and take the extra seconds for them to fix it. So, and that's a pet peeve of theirs, apparently, so when people, people do get that. pissed and offended and want to complain to them about their... Well, they want their name they spelled correctly. So they'll get out there... When they're getting out their marker, they're going to spell... They spell their name. Mm. I could see well, that where that would be a pet peeve. Um, some other ones that is when people... Ob- these are obvious, I think. When people go overboard on their customizations of their oh, drink. Oh, man. Too much. Too much. Right? That's what's holding up the line. Or a big one, I know this is a big one, is when people come in and they show the barista a TikTok Starbucks drink. Like, here, I want this. And they just show the barista. And so the barista is literally expected to watch the video and see what that person put in their drink and then recreate it. They should say no. We don't do that. They should say no. I feel like Starbucks doesn't give their employees enough power to like be like you know what no that's too much or they should say like you know no more than this many customizations per drink i don't always believe that the customer is right just because he's the customer is paying money and spending money they're not always right sorry no they're not the starbucks people are not are not responsible for watching your tiktok video exactly you do that you figure it out this is what i think don't be lazy and order it the way it's supposed to be don't be lazy you figure it out then you go into the app and order it. You know what? If I have a crazy, if I go to a barista up front, I keep my drink very simple. Yep, me too. If I have a little more specifics, I will always do the app. Yeah. I will always, always do the app. Um, but another pet peeve is when people taste test their drink and they go up like claiming something's wrong. So they'll be like, I asked for five pumps of sugar-free vanilla and one pump of Irish cream. This, you know, has definitely only has four pumps of sugar free oh, vanilla. Boy. They'll like claim, you know, that they can tell how many pumps of something, like super anal specific people. Man. I can't stand them kind of people. I don't think I've ever done that. That's no. crazy. No. That's crazy. But I do, I have to admit, I used to, and this, I'm going to blame it on my, this is why I quit keto, actually. I quit keto because I started finding myself to have um, my relationship with food was getting messed up and I didn't like that feeling. And that was one of the reasons. And I, when I was on keto and I would order a Starbucks drink and I wanted, you know, the sugar free because of the carbs, right? 
I would freak out like if I didn't watch them make it because I would think they could make a mistake and then I'd be kicked out of ketosis. That's right. I remember you were pretty anal about remember? that. You're right. Uh, that that's not that's not okay. <laughs> that that was definitely a sign that like I was not on the right nutrition program for me when I was worried about getting kicked. Now it's no big deal. At the end of the day, if they do a pump of regular sugary syrup versus the sugar-free, it, it's going to be to the tune of a few calories. It's not a huge difference. I remember you used to be tripping on, sometimes we'll get like Diet Coke. You'd be like, this is Diet Babe or regular? You'd be all aware, like, this is Diet. What, what, what yeah, I would I would yeah. like panic that like, is this Diet or regular? Because like, I just couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. That's not a good, I remember that during my, prep back in prep because it would make a big difference when of you're course, prepping you're competing but i it also happened to me not not in prep and it the reason why is because i drank i was really thirsty i drank half the soda mm -hmm. and then realized that it was regular at a sushi restaurant you weren't with me i was with my friends and your, your body and I was must a, have loved I you was, like sugar. i was not happy i was really pissed off um but I'm not like that anymore. It's not that big a deal. At the end of the day, yeah, okay, what's if it I really going to do? I'm if I drink half a so, because I, if it's not, ma um, macronutrients don't scare me anymore. Carbohydrates don't scare me. Sugar doesn't scare me. Facts. Okay, you drink half a soda. Okay, I drank 70 calories extra right now by accident. Yeah. 70 calories, not that big a deal. No. It's not going to make a yeah. make it or break your weight loss tip, journey. It's not going to tip the scale, you, you guys. You know, <laughs> and so if you find, and this is why I work on this stuff with my clients. Yeah. like Because you're you teaching know, them. Don't yes, worry about the little things. Because don't, simplify it. Don't make it complicated. Because people make all this complicated sometimes. They make it complicated and they make it miserable. Yes. And and too rigid. Being too rigid, and I'm I'm guilty of coaching too rigid before. Okay. I used to be more rigid with yes. my clients. I'm guilty of being too rigid, but you evolve. You hone your True. style, you yes. hone your skills, mm -hmm. and you get better. That's why, you know, when you are with someone who's experienced, you kind of, you pay for that experience. Yep. You know? They've gone through it. They know. Yeah. You've competed. You've really gone through yeah, it. Yeah, I've done, I've coached next people for five years. Exactly. I'm going on six years. You're a pro. Yeah. So I was a trainer for 24 hours, about five years. It's, it'll be six years Back for me in, in August. Wow. Crazy it's been six you years. You got into MySpace, but in a different way. I know. I love it, though. I love my job. You know why you love your job? Because you're making a difference and you're helping people. Because at the end of the day, people are going to love you back for, for changing their life. Because no better feeling than transforming yourself internally and externally. But it all begins internally. You know what I mean? It yeah. all starts with the the, the, the main muscle. It's the behaviors. Brain. behaviors. Behaviors influence everything that we do in life. Everything. So it's not just about, you know, doing the things. It's behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going on week three of doing cold showers. I mean, I'm acclimating to it, but does it get any easier? Nope. It hurts just the same every day. It's things just as bad. I'm, I read somewhere, some dude <laughs> said, I've been doing it for four years and guess what? It still sucks, but I'm still doing it. I'm like, I love that. You know? Yeah. Don't quit. Same thing. You got to go through the suck in life. Workouts. Tough things in life. That's the way it is. You can't avoid them. You like you said, through. though, it makes you feel like a beast. It does. Like you can tackle hard things. Yes. Big time. If mm -hmm. we can remember yes. that, it, and that's a reminder. I think it's a daily reminder for that's you. That's what I'm doing it for. It's a if you can remember that you can do hard things. We can. But people limit themselves. You know, I even had like a, a little moment yesterday. You know, we're doing some studying for some educational purposes in our business here and i had a rough time with what the the topics i was studying yesterday and i was flustered i was flustered but i had to have like a self-talk like okay you know because i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna toot my own horn but i'm the type of person that i read something and i get it i get it i move on i'm moving and shaking and this time the first time i read it and and i didn't get it and i was okay. pissed but it's complex. Yes. It's, it's complicated. It's not easy. But I'm like, okay, so I didn't, you know, get it like I, as rapidly as I normally get it. Like, so what? Do it again. Do it it again. doesn't mean I won't be able to get it. But it was just kind of like, you have to remind yourself, you can do hard things. This is hard and you can do hard things. Exactly. We just, a lot of times it's, we quit before we even try. You don't give yourself a chance. Exactly. You quit before or, you even try. when something gets hard. You quit. 
That's true. Especially, that is for example, in my situation, in this situation, because I am used to things come easy to me when I am taught something. Yes, they do. It's even easier for me to be, oh, F this. I'm not, it's not coming easy to me. I'm out. I'm out because I want to be the star. I'm going to go, I want to find something else that, you know, something else because I want to be the star. I want to be like, oh my God, I learned this so fast, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. The fact is, I need to redo that whole entire section. It's okay. Like you said, you, you got to soak it in till you got it down to your comfortable. Yeah. I like the way you think. Yeah. A lot of times, even me back in the day, I would have pushed ahead and mm-hmm. really not grasped it. Right. Because you just want to finish. Yes. You want to get it done. But you got to know. That's why I'm saying going back and rereading some stuff is mm-hmm. like, wow, my brain's working. I'm doing I'm not too bad. For not going back and on. studying the section, but right. just winging the test. Right. Not bad. This practice test, I mean. Yeah. So you can do hard things for sure. Yep, you can. For sure. Okay, so the next hot topic, hot coffee topic. I thought this was interesting. On the first and I think it was the first or the second, the first day of January, the the very popular club Equinox. Did you hear this? No, They did not let any new members join on the first day of January. They were closed for new memberships because- I they, like that though. They they put a sign up uh-huh. and they posted it on their Twitter as well. Good. And they wrote, "It's not you. It's January." And it said, "We don't speak January." And the premise was that they didn't. They wanted people to really think about their journey they were going to embark on and not just come in because it's the cliche new year's resolution oh i hated that as a trainer i remember like by the third week in january the whole gym be a sardine like people in the way it's okay i get it you want to get in your fitness but really people you wait till january first all of a sudden come on man cliche see I like it that. said they posted a note it january it wants you to start something when you should already be in the middle of it it thinks Hello. It thinks time is on its side. It needs a new outfit before it can begin. Stalling, shortcutting, giving up. That is January. We don't speak January. I wonder if that pissed off some people. It pissed off a lot of people. It did? Huge uproar. You know, both. I see. Listen. You want my honest opinion? Yes. Brilliant. Me too. Why? Not because I necessarily, I necessarily agree that they shouldn't let people sign up and all New Year's resolutions are bad or whatever. Brilliant because like it or hate it, everyone's talking about Equinox. Uh-huh. You always say that. Sometimes all a press, little controversy good or bad, yes. is good for your business. You're right because they're talking and about And they teetered you. the line. They didn't do anything bad. They didn't nope. write anything nope. bad that's going to nope. get them canceled. They just got wrote enough to where it's on TMZ. All the news articles, everybody's talking that about it. That made TMZ too? Yeah, it was on TMZ. I, I, I we're talking it. about it? Yeah, we're talking about it. Suddenly everyone's talking about Equinox. It's not like they said all of January, just one day. They yeah. were just making a statement. Yes. They were just making a point. They're making they a were point. also making good controversy so they could be in the front of people's minds. You know what's funny is it, in reverse psychology, you call it what you want, it's going to make people want to join even more. Of course. <laughs> Of course. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So ask me what I think about what they did. Brilliant. Yeah. Whoever came up with it in the marketing department, get a bonus. Because they rolled the dice on that, right? That yeah. I mean, they are getting controversy, They're right? getting but bad not... press and good press, but not bad, not canceled press. No. They just no. said something controversial. Yep. When you want to get noticed, sometimes you have to be a little controversial. You do. You do. Controversy. My favorite song from Prince. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like when I started my new Instagram account, had like not a, not a lot of followers. Brand new. I started it from scratch because I wanted it to be just dedicated to weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I had a post that got some controversy because I was a weight loss coach or a health coach and I was drinking Diet Coke and it went viral. Ah. That post went viral. It's gone on to have millions of views across all my platforms. Uh-huh. It was a little controversy because I was drinking Diet Coke. I heard. I remember that. And therefore, I got a ton of followers. I blew up the account. There you go. Because the controversy got my videos pushed because more people were commenting, even though the comments were negative, a lot of oh, them. you're putting chemicals into your Gosh, body and carbonation, bullshit. blah, blah, blah. You're putting worse things in your body, so shut I it up. I know. It's un- unreal. You're, yes, I drink You're ingesting fumes at the gas pumps when you're pumping gasoline. I literally <laughs> went on to do a post that said, don't follow me. Yeah. And like that post has gotten me more followers than like any post. It literally says, 
don't follow me. And then it says to listen to this video before you follow me because I drink Diet Coke. I, you know, I I eat chips. I drink alcohol sometimes. Like I... Not I'm not. But this it's is realistic not the... life. You're not being fake. You're showing people this is real life. Yeah. You're not pretending. Nope. Let's, uh, 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 listen, I'm not going to get off topic here. Well, let's let's be honest. I was a trainer. A lot of trainers think their, their shit don't stink and they're perfect and they eat clean. And they fall last. No, they don't, people. I was in the industry. No, they don't. They just show you all the good stuff on mm-hmm. social media, what, what you think they're doing. For the most mm-hmm. part, yeah, they live the lifestyle. They follow it. Do they follow it 100%? No, they mm-hmm. drink alcohol. They cheat on their diet. They do it mm-hmm. all. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They're human. Mm-hmm. They're not machines. They're human. Yeah, that's the difference. The only difference between me and maybe some of those coaches out there that don't post is they just don't post the bad things because they don't want to answer for it. They're scared. They don't want to answer. They're scared to get canceled. They're scared to get called out. Yep. They don't want to answer for it. They also are telling their clients not to do certain things that they do. That they're doing. They're like a do as I say, not as I do type of thing, but they hide what they do. Good for me, not for thee. So many, like that's why Mm -hmm. uh, also like a lot of people in the keto space or low carb space that are out there with large, large followings do not follow the ketogenic diet. But they're afraid because that's how they made their bones. Yes. They're, you know, they're afraid to. So basically, they eat cars behind closed doors. Yeah. You guys. 100%. Yep. Now it's people are starting to kind of come out and they're talking about, oh, and they're doing it like dipping their it. toe. Oh, carb cycling or this or that. Like carb cycling is a bunch of bullshit. There you by go, the way. people. My wife will break you it down. You do not for you. need to carb cycle. Yeah. It is just a way to make something sound cool and complicated so that you will have to hire a coach to help guide you through it. Yeah. You do not need to have a low carb day, a high carb day. I think people think that we when used they to do have, that. That was old school. That's old school bro, bro science. You don't need to do that. High it's, carb, low carb, carb cycling. I'm low carb three days, fourth carb, I carb up on day four. It's not necessary to carb cycle. Carb when you when you're messing with your carbs, think about that like more gas in the tank, less gas in the tank. Because carbs is our primary fuel source. So the only time you really need to manipulate it is when you do have different energy needs, like big energy needs. I'm talking like endurance sports. Yes. Marathon running. Yeah, that's different. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's when it's beneficial for you know a weight loss journey. Do not let someone convince you that you need to carb cycle. It is absolutely not necessary. And don't take it. And, and hey, I'm going to go on another limb. Don't take advice from people who look like they don't know what they're doing. It's called the blind lead the blind. So don't do that. A lot of people think because they read posts and learned a few things in the gym, all of a sudden they're experts. They're not. You know what I mean? Like so many people have, the, they think they know. They don't really know. Yeah. Or they had, they had a transformation and so then they, they're now going to coach someone else. That's Good luck tr- with that. And it's hard for me because I, you have to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. Yes. And I think if you start a good place to start, if you're interested in it, is friends and family. Yep. Try to transform someone close to you. See yes. if you can do it first. See if you can handle the, the mental baggage that comes with it. They don't realize. They no. think because they did it, all of a sudden they're experts and pros. You learned about your body. Now you got to learn about their mindset, their body, and, and, and are they- And what they struggle with. Yes. Where their pain points are, where their triggers are. Yep. You got to identify all that stuff. Get ready to be a counselor. Yes. As a train, I was a personal trainer. I was straight up counselor. I heard it all. I had one client of mine and I, let me tell you, I don't, I never like um, discouraged my clients who had success from then going on and trying to help people and becoming a coach. Absolutely not. There's plenty of people in this world. Okay. There's plenty of people. Plenty. You do not Plenty. need to feel like you're competing with with somebody else. Absolutely not. That's the wrong mindset. So sometimes I had clients be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start coaching people. What's your advice? And I would help them. I would give them my tips or whatever. But I had some clients come back to me going, oh, hell no, I can't do it. Told you. I'm so irritated. Why can't people just listen and follow their plan? And nope. it, you know, I was like, oh, man. You know why? What are we learning? It's a, you got to identify here what's going on uh-huh. in there. What's their barriers? Why can't they do yeah. it? You got to break all that down. You do. It's all in the mind. I'm telling you. Once you can get past that and figure those barriers out and you can get that your clients past that hump and onto the right track, then it's a little easier. Yeah. But you got to get over that hump. everybody's is different. For me, I'll tell you what my barriers are. What a big fitness barrier was for me. I <clears throat> need to be pushed. I need to be coached. I am a coach. 
I need to be coached. Doesn't matter. Even coaches need a coach. I need to be coached. I need the structure of Orange Theory. I need Alyssa training me with the, with the weights, with the lifts. I was a personal trainer. I had a strength coach, my boy Ivan, and then I had a, a my Muay Thai coach, Ray, mm -hmm. back in the days. Because I don't give it my all when I don't have a coach. I don't give it my all. Yeah. I absolutely don't. But like I know group, this about me. In a group setting like Orange Theory, you push. Yeah. It's different that's now. That's coach. That's yes. being coach. Yes. So for me, I need yes. the structure. I need accountability. That's important. I, and it... And it doesn't mean I'm not a successful coach. I can coach other people, but I also need to be coached. Yes. The The turning point in my life was when I got you as a personal trainer. Yes. Because I was able to push myself and get places with my body I never thought possible mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. And then you were my trainer first, but then when we started dating and we started getting serious, it wasn't, then it wasn't the same. Like you were not, I couldn't do it anymore. You weren't helping me anymore because it's, you're a significant other. I'm going to tell you, F you. I'm not going to do that. No, because now you, I'm not your trainer. Right. Now I'm your significant other. So then you introduced me to somebody else and said, okay, I'm going to find you somebody else. Took and you to that, the next level. And that is Whole where, level. yeah, that, that's what changed it. I give them the utmost credit. They're still in the space, Matt and Wendy. Shout I, them out. Shout yeah, out Matt and Wendy Cyber Body Shop. They're still heavily, she's a uh, IFBB pro. Um, yep. I credit them with, literally you were like the first little toe in the water mm -hmm. and then they were the just the catalyst that just completely so, cha changed so my I'll life. break it down real quick you guys I'm a personal trainer PT for regular folks who just want to do regular fitness that's my wife was a competitor that was different I wasn't trained to to take people on stage and compete right. and shred them down that's that a different day. science that's a different science I didn't I don't have that background so Matt Allen had that background so and I here's the thing that Matt did for me is when we would have, uh, we, he was my personal trainer, basically. I went to him three times a week for an hour. And, but during the entire session, he was educating me. He would tell me why I'm doing things and tell me about, talk to me about macros. And he was, and I was like a sponge and I just absorbed so much. Yes. And I, and I loved it. And I would just do whatever he told me. And, and he would say like, you're like, you're like the star client because you just like do what I tell you. And I'm like, I don't understand. Why wouldn't somebody, you know what you're doing. I want to get here. Why wouldn't I just listen to you? That was my personality. And, and now I get it because it's not that easy. Most people, no, no. Don't, they don't do that. Mary, they question buddy, you every step of the way. My buddy was a pro bodybuilder where he was. Mark Byers laughed about the diet. Like he's, oh, everybody thinks they can do yeah, the diet. Yeah, because we went in to see... Um, Mark and he was moving. Mark, he actually moved to Vegas. He's still a competitor's coach, actually out in Vegas. And yeah. so he said, oh, "You should Mark. go to Matt." You know, and he said, "But do you think you can do the diet?" Everybody says they could do the diet, and I was and, like, yes. "Oh, I'll do the diet." Like, do not give me a challenge. Yeah, I like that's my pride. I yes. have a lot of pride. So I knew I had, you could do it too. So yeah, I, I did the it. diet. I followed it to a T. But anyways, um, that was my barrier, and it was very. It really changed my whole life when I identified what the barrier, what, when I accepted that. Like, you know what? I just need a trainer. And then Matt moved away. So for a while, again, I didn't have a trainer. Um, and then I got, then, then I had, and I'm like, you know what? Why am I doing this? I know I need a trainer. So then I signed up with Dante and kind of got my body back in check. It's just that I need that. You like pushed, getting pushed. I need that. Pushed. Not everybody does. No. Some people are totally fine uh -huh. with their app and going into the gym and yep. doing, you don't, not everyone pace. needs a trainer, but if you do, it'll change your life if you, if you need that, or if you need a program, like my program, some mm -hmm. people, they can do a macro assessment, go off into the sunset with their macros and be just fine. Other people need the program. They need the accountability. They need the check-ins. They need to be able to email me their questions along the way. They need that. So identify what yours is that's my job with my clients what's stopping you let's figure it out let's fix it a lot of people it's they want companionship too yes they, they need do. a partner to do and, it with them and, and for you guys having a hard time starting getting out the launcher pad start with a walking partner see if you can get somebody to go outside and walk with you you never know that you might you might pull them into your own program and they might get motivated it's, it's good to motivate each yeah. other I, i'm on a little sure. thing where i call my boys every morning or i text them like 
LFG. Let's fucking go. Cold oh. showers and training, fellas. Lois and my other boy, Ryan. Oh, I'm trying to push good. these guys. Like, yeah, it's good. It. You're a motivator. See, that's good. That's what, that's what makes you a good trainer. You got to motivate. You got to be, mm-hmm. you got to be that person. Yeah. You got to be the one that's yeah. going to fire people up. And in turn, you'll fire yourself up. Yes, yes, yes. And don't think, don't think like my wife is a coach. I was a trainer. We love fitness. There's days where you got that internal talk where you're just like fighting within yourselves mm-hmm. in your head. Then you ask yourself, do I want to be average or I want to be a beast? I want to be a beast. Yeah. I'm Fuck not okay average. with average. Fuck average. Sorry. I don't want to be average. Nah. I don't want to be like every other person out there. Nope. Okay. So now let's move on to myth busting. Just some fun myth busters yes. that are common misconceptions that are eye-opening. So we were right? the, what brought upon this conversation was you and I were in Costco and you were pissed because they didn't have any more brown eggs. Yeah. And so you're going crazy looking all over the place for brown eggs and I thought, well, they have white eggs right there. And you're like, I'm like, you don't like white eggs, the flavor? And you're just like, no. I, and then you stopped and looked at me and go, wait a minute. I just always thought brown eggs were healthier. Uh, that's the assumption, So I'm right? like, are they? I don't know. And yeah, it's a good question. No. So I kind of did some research. It, there isn't a difference in nutritious content. That what impacts the color of an egg is the type of chicken it is uh-huh. what impacts the nutrition of the eggs is what the chicken was fed or how it was raised okay but a, a chicken that's well fed that was raised humanely and raised well that gives off white eggs it's a perfectly good egg <laughs> so i'm not gonna get extra bonus for eating brown <laughs> nope it says here chicken can come chicken eggs can come in different colors it's common to find both brown and white, but they can even be red. And the color depends on the breed of the chicken. For example, a white leghorn chicken lays white eggs, while a Plymouth Rock lays brown eggs. Mm. Gotcha. Some eggs, some some even lay blue or or green eggs. Oh wow! People believe brown. People prim- primarily believe that brown eggs are healthier. However, yes. the truth is all eggs are nutritionally very similar, regardless of their size, grade, or color. Both of them are very healthy, both white and brown. Uh-huh. They contain lots of vitamins, minerals, high quality protein, yes. and they're low calorie. Protein around the same, around eighty calories for a large egg, whether it's white or brown. Yeah. A lot of times, the brown eggs are pricier. Yes, much pricier usually you know so you get a 12 pack of like a target of like pasteurized whatever humanely the brown the most expensive it's like for a carton 12 packs like seven dollars many studies have found that the shell color does not significantly affect egg quality or composition and it doesn't taste any different i'll tell you the, the truth it doesn't i i may i've been eating them it's not i can't tell the difference so so there you go so there's that there's that right there Okay. Go ahead and get your white eggs. I'm good then. I've been eating them. Okay. So here's another one. So people tend to gravitate towards things that are like low fat, like a low fat chocolate, let's say. Mm-hmm. They'll go for, if they have two chocolates and next to each other, they'll go for the low fat one. Here's the problem with that. You didn't take time to look at the label of the regular one. Usually the calorie difference is so minute, if even at all. So like a low-fat chocolate, maybe it's 100 calories, and a regular chocolate's 110. Get the regular one. Mm-hmm. Also, the problem with things that are labeled low-fat or low-calorie or whatever, even, even if the calories are minutely different, just like remember we looked at the Oreos, reduced-fat Oreos. Yes, we did. Very, very minor calorie difference. We will, in our brain, give ourselves license to eat more, and we will end up consuming significantly more calories if we buy the one that's lighter. Wow. Because we give ourselves license to eat more. Yeah. The problem with the one that's reduced fat or organic Oreos we found too, oh my God. Oh God. Um, they're um, literally like 30% more expensive. Wow. Way more expensive. Start paying attention to this. Do not get fooled, okay? I recently had a coach's chat with my clients where I told them, listen, eat whatever chips you want. If you like chips, have a serving of chips. All chips range from 130 to 170 per serving. Not a significant difference. Yeah. Okay, they usually land around 150 per serving. Very common calorie count. And that's usually about an ounce, seven to 10 chips. Have the ones you love. 
You don't have the ones that taste like crap or that are twice the price. Yeah. Remember we recently compared Siete? You get a tiny amount of chips, same calories as like the Kettle. I don't remember what the other brand is. It's Kettle is the brand maybe. Yes, we compared them. Salt and vinegar. You get twice the amount of chips, same calories, and And it's it's way cheaper. Yep. Twice the amount of chips is actually cheaper than the small bags of Siete. So when you're looking, when you grab, don't fall for the marketing on things. Take a look at it. Is it significant? And if it's significant, chances are the taste is going to be impacted. Yeah. For, I'm going to give you another example. So I, gra- I, I decided to try this bread, carbonate bread. I'm not watching my carbs, but it was only 50 calories a slice. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to get this bread. Got the bread. Tastes like a sponge. It does uh. not have the texture of bread. It's yeah. gross. It's 50 calories a slice. My delicious, so enjoyable San Francisco sourdough, which yeah. is like delicious, is only 75 calories a slice. So I, I ate 50 more calories with my sandwich, but I thoroughly enjoyed my sandwich. Yes. And I just ate the real thing. Yeah. Very you satisfying. Feel satisfied. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel cheated. Exactly. And this sponge, this carbonate sponge, which was, mind you, very expensive. It's like $10 for a loaf versus my lovely San Francisco sourdough for $4 and Mm -hmm. 10 times better in taste and only 50 calories. Like, don't always go for the light. I actually prefer to go for smaller versions of real things. So, like, that's why I love my Sargento thin sliced cheese. It's not low fat cheese. It's just pre-portioned out, and it's a smaller version of the real thing. So it melts amazingly. It's delicious, and it tastes the same. Yeah, it's good. I've had it before. Really good. Okay, here's another common thing. Organic food is more nutritious. This is actually a myth. What? Yes. No way. The London School of Hygiene and Medicine Systematic Review, 50,000 different studies over 50 years reported that conventionally and organically produced foods were comparable in 10 of the 13 nutrient categories. No significant health benefits attributed to the differences. Wow. But I can tell you this, they're a lot more expensive. A lot. Because a company will get, they'll take their license to charge a lot more if they can slap organic on it. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't mean it's much healthier. doesn't mean it tastes better. But they slap that word on there, all of a sudden they're charging a lot more. So annoying. Okay, here's another big one. I know this is a very common we're one. Like, we're about to piss some people off. Rice. Yeah, rice. So what's healthier, brown or white? For a long time, people thought brown. Of course. And they would avoid the white rice. But recently, I noticed like competitor diets and stuff, they go for the white. They eat the white. They're, yes. Now, there's no one that's necessarily better. They're just a little different. A little so different. Fiber, the, right? The brown is rich in fiber. And it has, <clears throat> it has a lot of micronutrients. But it's higher in arsenic. You know how rice has arsenic? Did you know that? Dude, I've heard that. Yeah, that's so true. you have to wash it really well before you cook it. What about yes. those pre-bags? That oh, they're, wa- they're pre-washed, okay. of course. Um, so yes. you have to, wa- that's why you wash it. You have to rinse it really well. Because that's not good in our but bloodstream. But r- brown rice is higher in arsenic than white. Wow. And then brown also contains phytic acids, which absorb nutrients. So it kind of leaches our, our nutrients. So if you're taking like supplements or whatever, like, and you're eating a lot of brown rice, it kind of leaches onto it and takes it away from you. Steals Damn, it. Damn, who would have known this? You did, you dug some, you dig deep. So not that it's bad for you. But it's just yeah. that it's not, people automatically used to think that, oh, it's the better choice. It's not necessarily the better choice. Yeah. And then white rice is actually easier to digest. That's true. Which, which makes it a better source of energy because it's, your body has an easier time digesting it and creating glycogen out of it mm-hmm. so that you can use it for energy and it's lower in toxins. It's not as nutrient dense though. So it's not as nutrient dense in terms of micronutrients, but it is lower in toxins like arsenic. Okay. And it also is lower in fiber. So 
take with that what you will. Yes. I would say that there's benefits to both. Um, Pros I, and cons. Personally, I'm going to go for the white. I don't want anything that's going to be stealing my other nutrients. Not only that, I'd like to taste better. Let's be honest. I used to eat a lot of brown rice, but I like white Yeah, it's rice a little better. earthy. Yes. Brown, never, white, brown rice. Even though I ate it, I could never really loved it. I ate it because I thought it was nutritionally better for me. Yeah. Sound. I didn't do my homework. I mean, back then, we'd have research like we do now. Mm-hmm. We have all this data now. It's different. Okay, next one. Potatoes. One? White potatoes or sweet potatoes. Haven't you always heard that sweet potatoes is better? Yes, I have. They're very similar. There's, there's very, very, they're just different in vitamin sources. They're both good. Sweet potatoes are not necessarily healthier than white potatoes. They're both highly nutritious and great for, a great choice for your carbohydrates. They're both about the same calories. They have the same protein. Uh-huh. They have about the same fat, same carbs. Sweet potatoes have a little bit more fiber. Okay. But not significant. Yeah. Okay, like a, a gram per serving more. Okay. So not significant. Um, and then they just have different nutrients. So sweet potatoes are more rich in, um, they're both rich in vitamin B6 and C. White potatoes are higher in potassium. Sweet potatoes have more vitamin A. So they're just different, mm-hmm. but they're very similar. Yeah, I see. But if you don't, don't think that you're getting something like if you're, if you're having a cheat meal and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go with the sweet potato fries because I'm trying to be a little healthier. Yeah. It's not healthier. I always thought the red ones were healthier than the white too. Red are red more too. nutritious. They are? They have more micronutrients. Out of all three, I, the red is my favorite. Yeah. Sweet potato is close too though. But potatoes in general, very good carbohydrate. Remember they were demonized very, for a long time, high, potatoes? Yes, yes. Remember that? For no, especially time. white potatoes. Yes. Oh. Oh, it's not the potatoes. Uh, it's no. what people put on the potatoes. Yeah. Butter, yes. sour cream, yes. cheese, yes. It's high calories. Now you just added like a thousand calories to those potatoes. But if you're on a calorie deficit, potatoes are great because they're very satiating, very low calorie, and you can have a lot for a little amount of calories. It's really going to make you satisfied. So either one, if you like sweet potatoes, great. Have sweet potatoes, but don't have the sweet potatoes because you think they're better. Right. Because they're not. They're not. They're just different, not better. Like, I didn't like sweet potatoes when I was younger. I remember bodybuilders and stuff for you, and I, I tried out, like, I think they're gross. They grew on me, though. It's one of those things. I love the fries, sweet potatoes. It grew on me over the years. I love them, but I love both. I love both. True. But I love both. Yeah. Yeah. But you can easily incorporate, and if you have an air fryer and you want to have, go to the freezer, yes. freezer section, get some French fries out of the freezer section. They're so macro-friendly. I think people just automatically think, oh my gosh, French fries are the devil. The potatoes, you can have you a guys. nice serving of French fries for 150 calories yes. and be so satisfied yep. because a potato is very satiating. Yes, it is. More than rice, more than bread. Yeah, and obviously, yes, you can go a lower calorie version and have more if you make them yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. want a convenient way to have some french fries, get them. A lot of times I would go to Chick-fil-A and I'd get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but I would make my french fries at home because french fries that are deep fried yeah. at, you know, like a fast food restaurant, you they could run you like five to 800 calories for a serving crazy. Yep. But you can make yourself a double serving of fries at home just as good, honestly. The fast food fries from Orida. Yeah. Legit. So good. You make them correctly in the air fry, they taste 300 like 300 calories deal. for two servings for six ounces. That's a very large serving of fries. And listen, don't get it twisted. She's not telling you right out there and eat a bunch of fries. We're just saying. I mean, I'm just saying eat the fries if you want the fries. Yeah. If you can fit it into your macros, eat the fries. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that, like, the beauty of, 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 controlling your macros and stay within what you can eat and you'll be surprised you'll lose weight and, and if you told people who don't know that you could eat certain things and lose weight mm-hmm. they'll think you're crazy mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then they'll think oh but that's unhealthy and that's then i'm not the gonna first thing they think. listen try it look at what your body looks like pay attention to what you feel like then go get your blood work done see all the things that improved Blood work does not lie that's yes. a good indicator right there it's you i can't mean cheat it. big time i think that you know Diet culture is vilified, but I hate that word diet culture. I mean, yes. I'm not teaching a diet. I'm, it's no. a permanent lifestyle. Lifestyle. But I hate the fact that like people, they'll just throw a label on it. Oh, that's diet culture. Look at her telling her telling someone to like weigh out their food. 
that's ridiculous. Yeah. So it, it's healthier to just eat whatever your heart's desire. Yeah. You know, I would eat, you guys, I would be a glutton. Gluttony, pure gluttony. I would eat donuts every day. Right. There has to be boundaries. Has to be. I would eat burritos every day. I yeah. can't. I can't it's give it not, in my cravings. It's not an unhealthy thing to have boundaries. Boundaries are healthy. Stop letting people convince you that tracking macros or weighing out food or portion control is diet culture. It's not diet culture. Yeah. It's no. setting healthy boundaries for yourself so that you can enjoy things but limit yep. them. Because exactly. they're delicious. And so it's very hard to limit them. That's the problem. That's why sugar's vilified. It's not that sugar's bad. Listen, we can't live without sugar. No, you cannot survive without it. We can't sugar. survive without it. It's not a bad thing. But it's such a good thing that it becomes a problem because it's very hard to control yourself because you want to eat all the things because it's delicious. It makes things delicious. Especially a donut. When you bite into a donut and you kill that first donut, you don't think your mind, your body wants another one? They don't want to taste that sugar rush again? Oh, Dude. it's the best. Yes, exactly. But donuts that, again, are my favorite. That's something that easily can overconsume. Yeah, so it's not the donut. No, it's not the donut. It's 12 donuts. It's six donuts. Yes. You, you have know? one, probably not going to affect your, your, your uh, progress for the week. Yeah, no, one, one people donut. People think, oh my God, I had one, so I'm going to have to give in and I ruined my macros for the week. No, people. No. If anything, it'd probably help you. You'd be surprised. I used to do that like, in the middle of the week, just throw a donut in there, boom. Mm-hmm. Go check my weight. Hey, I'm still losing weight. Wow, yeah. I ate a donut this week, huh? I used to tell you and you'd be like, cuss, your body's utilize, utilizing yeah. it. I mean, think about your deficit. Like if your coach has you kind of on a deficit of losing about a pound a week, think about it like if you put $3,500 into a bank account and that's your pound. If you don't touch that bank account at the end of the week, you will lose a pound of fat. Yep. But let's just say Monday you, you, you ate the donut. Yes. Over, above, and beyond what you're supposed to eat. You ate an extra 500 calories. You got to go to the bank account. You got to withdraw 500. Now you're left with 3,000. Okay. You're still good. Tuesday, you ate another donut. Back to the bank account. Take out another 500. You mm -hmm. went over by 500 calories. Now you're at 2,500. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you do good. Saturday, you go a donut and a half. 750 calories. Now yeah. you're left. You go to the bank. You take the 750. What do you have left? 1750. So that week, you had a few days where you had some donuts. You went a little crazy. You still lost half a pound of fat because you still have $1,750 in the bank account. And you took off a, 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 sheet, or two, a sheet or two of fat that yes. you can't visibly see. So while you may feel like a failure, you should look at it like a success. Yes. So think about that. That's why it's very important. It's the things that you do after. Because if you only had a donut here, a donut there, a heavy calorie day on Saturday. Yes, did you slow down your progress a little bit? Yeah, sure, but who cares? Time's going to pass anyway. You still move the needle. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Moving the needle. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much. We love you. We love our supporters. We love yes, doing we this do. podcast. It's enjoyable or else we would not do this twice a week if we didn't no, love it. No, no. And you guys, the comments, the reviews, thank you so much. And if you yep. haven't left a review... Yeah, help us out, you guys. Leave a review. We need all the help we can get because we want to blow this up. And by yeah. blowing this up, we need you guys' help. Need a little help, but for we the people help. that have taken the time, I see them. I love them. I appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. all your comments, the views on YouTube. If you have any comments, want to converse about some things, go over to the YouTube video and comment there. I read and reply to all those comments. But thank you so much, guys. We'll see you on the next one. See you.